Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Experience the journey is the tagline for the Susquehanna Chorale spring season. On The Spark today, we'll discuss the journey of the artists within the Susquehanna Chorale, their upcoming concert, and what makes them a premier vocal ensemble in the Mid-Atlantic region and beyond. Linda Tetford, founder and artistic director for the Susquehanna Chorale, joins us on The Spark today to provide some insight. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. So, Linda, tell me about the Susquehanna Chorale for those who don't know, and uh, and why did you think it was important to create it uh, within this region in particular? The Susquehanna Chorale is a 40-member chamber choir uh, made up of adults who are volunteers who come from a wide radius from the Harrisburg area. Um, we rehearse every Monday night in, in Hershey. We do several concerts throughout the year. Um, we sing with the Harrisburg Symphony. We've done commission works. We've gone to Europe. Um, we make CDs, and we just have a glorious time of making wonderful choral music. I felt um, that it was important to establish a chamber choir when I moved to central Pennsylvania. I'd come from the, Har- from the Philadelphia area, and I was newly planted in this area with a master's degree in choral conducting with without a choir. Um, I did sing in the Harrisburg uh, Chamber Singers with Rob Upton back in the day, and he and I were great friends, and I wanted to establish a, a choir that was smaller so we wouldn't compete. We started with 11 singers, um, and now through the years we obviously have 40 singers. We have an educational outreach program that reaches over 100 young singers from grades 3 through the first year of college. And it's just been a glorious journey, wonderful, for 42 years. Wow. Where did your passion for music and choirs begin? Well, I grew up in a a home where my father was an opera singer um, by night and by weekends. He was an engineer during the day. But I, you know, Saturday afternoons was was the the Metropolitan Opera always. Um, And I, at church, I was surrounded by people who loved to sing. And I always loved to sing. I loved to sing in choirs. And through high school, I took piano lessons, took voice lessons, et cetera. And then when I went to college, I knew that I wanted to be in music. I, I thought I would like to be a professional singer. Hmm. Um, but then when I went to graduate school at Temple University, I took a conducting class with Robert Page, who's an internationally known um, conductor. And it was like a duck to water. I just fell in love with conducting and knew that was my my niche. So for those who don't know, what is choral music and how is it different from other genres? Choral music is music that is written for singers, for, for people who use their voices to make their sound, as opposed to an instrument that is outside your body, like a violin you can put in a case. Um, as a singer, my voice is subject to colds and coughs and humidity and all kinds of things. 
Um, so you have to take care of it, but it's, it's, it's a human instrument. It is totally different from other instruments. Plus, we have text. So it's a marriage of, of music and literature. And I love that, that marriage, and I love, I love delving into texts and the way the composers so artfully set texts. You've worked with the Susquehanna Chorale for 42 years now, as you mentioned. So what significant changes have you witnessed over that time? With the Chorale? Yes. Um, well, the growth. And, you know, when I started it with the 11 singers, we thought, well, let's put on a concert. And we did. And people came. And it was wonderful. So then we thought, well, let's do a few more. And then, you know, we... I really didn't know where it was going to go. And then the year after it started, we started the Central Pennsylvania Choral Festival with the Harrisburg Chamber Singers and another choir. And we hired instrumentalists and hired um, nationally known conductors to come in and do major works, which we couldn't do because we were too small. So that was the first little stone on our journey. And then we started our youth chorale for high school kids. And then we started the Children's Chorale, and then we commissioned pieces, and we were asked to sing with the Harrisburg Symphony, which we've been doing for 27 years now. And just, you know, the journey has been so thrilling as you as you think about the milestones along the way and taking the choir to Europe and making recordings. You know, these were things that I, you know, I didn't really even think about when I started the choir. So it's been Wonderful. Wow. So how did the COVID-19 pandemic have an impact on your choir? Well, it certainly did. I must say that. (laughs) (laughs) But, But many choirs shut down, and I did not want to do that. So it was basically, we're going to do whatever we need to do to stay active and to stay in front of our audience. So we we did rehearsals on Zoom, which was not a pleasant experience. we were allowed to rehearse at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church, and the, the, the sanctuary is huge. It seats 800, and we start out with 12 people all over, the, all over the congregations with masks, with moving from room to room after 30 minutes to get ventilation. Mm. We put out a virtual choir piece. We released um, whole concerts on... on um, on the web of previously recorded repertoire. And then as time went along, we rehearsed outside. um, And then we just plowed through it. We just kept going. Did the COVID-19 pandemic take a toll on the community that the Susquehanna Chorale has created? Well, within us, I would say, I mean, personally, obviously, it's affected everybody. But as far as losing singers, no. Mm. We have people who have you know, just stayed with us. As far as audience is concerned, um, we did do live streaming so people could watch if they didn't feel comfortable. Um, But it's taken a while for those audience members to start coming back. So how popular would you say choirs are today? Uh, Choirs are incredibly popular. uh, There are professional choirs in probably every major city in in the country. Um, Chorus America releases statistics that say that there are more people singing in choirs across the country than there are in any other extracurricular activity, including sports. 
So that's that's very gratifying. And the passion for singing and the community that choirs create is just so gratifying and, and nurturing for people. People need community. We do too many things on our on our own. We sit with our computers and we come to a rehearsal and you're mingling with people from all different kinds of walks of life, all professions, all kinds of, of training, but you're you're working together for one common goal, which is to perform this wonderful music, to learn it, to learn it deeply and to connect with each other as you sing together. We have a song to play that was sung by the Susquehanna Chorale called the Three Hermits, Pilgrim's Hymn. Let's take a listen to that. He just listened to a song called The Three Hermits, Pilgrim's Hymn, which was sung by the Susquehanna Chorale and conducted by Linda Tedford and composed by Stephen Paulus. Linda, what's the meaning behind this song? Well, this is going to be on our, our upcoming concert, and the concert title is Songs for the Journey. And I chose music that that indicates things along our life, um, milestones along our life. We use uh, a cairn, a pile of stones to indicate this. Um, and faith is obviously one of those very important things. And the, the piece is about reaching out to God and that even before we, we form our words, he hears us and he is willing to, to hear us and, and this reaching out to God in this most beautiful piece by Stephen Paulus is uh, a very beginning of the, of the concert. How do you direct your choir uh, for this piece and what sort of techniques are you using to bring it out uh, in the beautiful way that it is brought out? Well, um, in rehearsals, we talk a lot about the text and which words are the most important? Which What is the emotional content of the text? And I often say to the choir, what do you want the audience to feel as you're singing this? And you need to portray that both through your voice and through your facial expression. Um, with conducting it, um, very, very small patterns, very, very fluid legato patterns, and and just savoring the the softness of the text the of the piece. I'm curious to know what the audition and rehearsal process is like for the Susquehanna Chorale. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you audition for the chorale, um, you need to send some information about your your previous background. Auditionees need to have a former uh, choral experience and some a lot of vocal experience. Um, we do sight singing, where you're handed a piece of music and then you, you are expected to sing it. Um, I do pitch retention, where uh, the pianist plays some pitches and then you sing them back. Um, 
everybody has to bring two pieces of contrasting style, one in a foreign language if possible. And then often I have someone read a poem, poetry, to wow. see how expressive they are. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the inspiration behind the poetry there. Well, I want to know that people can relate to text. And I, I know, I need to know that they can, you know, take a few minutes, assimilate the poem, and then read it. And then I'll give them another chance so they feel more comfortable. But I want to know that they, they can convey that emotional content of the poem. Gwen Lehman is also joining us today. She's a singer in the Susquehanna Chorale. Gwen, talk to me a little bit about your background uh, in music and where your passion for music began. Well, I'm not quite sure where the passion began because I think it was always inside me. Um, There's a family story, uh, and I don't think it's quite accurate, but when I was very young, my parents bought a piano, and they were not particularly musical. My older sister said that I could play it um, and play it well from the day it came into the house, and I'm sure that's not true, but I did have a sort of innate musicality, and so I sang in church choirs. Um, I sang in college. It was the era of folk music, formed a folk music trio, and then as an adult got introduced to community choirs. And Linda and I met each other. We sang in a group together. And over the years, even though we sang in different groups, and I was not in the Susquehanna Chorale, with every exposure to them, I was more and more impressed by um, how deeply felt the music was among their singers and in Linda's direction. And that's really what music means to me. It means processing emotions, expressing them, and sharing them with other people. Gwen, you are retired uh, from uh, work outside of the Susquehanna Chorale. So why is singing a priority in your life? Because, first of all, life doesn't end at retirement, which should be good news for everybody who is looking at retiring. Um, Because music is part of who I am. Uh, When you played that little clip a few minutes ago um, of the Stephen Paulus piece, I realized the muscles in my throat were moving. I can barely hear music without responding internally. You feel your foot start to move and your lips move the muscles in your throat, it's there. It's part of who I am. I also think the older that a person gets, um, the more important the processing of emotions is. You know, we're not, I'm not going to live forever. Um, You have to deal with all sorts of trouble in life, happy things in life. And they add up. They pile up. The older you get, the more you have to deal with. And so music is truly an outlet and an inspiration. I want to ask you here, Gwen, in a previous conversation you shared with me that you like the seriousness of the Susquehanna Chorale music. So what did you mean by that? Well, I I didn't mean that it isn't fun because it really is fun. Um, but what I meant by the seriousness, I guess, is the seriousness seriousness of intention. We are all there um, 
because we want to be focused um, on our intent to create something beautiful, something that we can send to other people, something that will sort of fill our souls as well. And so we have very focused rehearsals, and I like that very much because what we end up with is something deeply meaningful, and we do it better uh, than we would do it if it wasn't serious. Um, if I could just expand on that just a little bit, um, I don't think you can be a dilettante, a musical dilettante, and sing in the Susquehanna Chorale, and you can't be a prima donna if you are. You either you won't last, you'll leave, or you'll reform. Um, because it's all about working together and about being an ensemble, just like any great team. And that does take a seriousness of intent and working hard. And I like that. So why is the seriousness of the Susquehanna Chorale music important during today's times in particular? Everyone knows that we're living through some very difficult times between COVID, between the human tendency to sort of fight over territory and possessions and all sorts of things. Um, and I think it's difficult sometimes for people to find meaning in life. But when you work with other people who respect one another, who appreciate one another's gifts, life does seem worthwhile. And it is. And you also realize how much more you can accomplish together than you can on your own. And chorus does that for me. Gwen, you also mentioned that choral music cleanses you. Why is that equally as important today? Oh, we get so filled up with hate speech, with people who don't want to talk to us about this, that, or the other. People find it hard to make ends meet. People have health issues. Um, and sometimes people, I think everybody feels sometimes they would just like life to stop or the merry-go-round to slow down. Music, either singing it or hearing it, good music, gets rid of all that somehow. Um, I went to a Voces 8 concert the other night, and so I wasn't singing, I was just listening. I was the member of the audience, and when I left, I did feel cleansed. I felt happy, I felt free, and I felt connected to people. We have a song to play that is sung by the Susquehanna Chorale called Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing that may act as a great example for what you're describing. Let's take a listen to that.
We just listened to a song called Come Thy Fount, Thou Fount of Every Blessing, by sung by uh, Sus- the Susquehanna Chorale, conducted by Linda Tedford and arranged by Mark Wilberg. Linda, what does that song mean? Well, it connects to our, our concert title, which is Songs for the Journey. And um, in it, it talks about Here I Raise Mine Ebenezer, which is a cairn. Um, and we've used that for the artwork for our spring concert. So a cairn is a, a carefully constructed um, pile of stones. And you can find them along a path somewhere. or um, But it means that I've been here or something important happened. Um, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing is a, a well-known known hymn. And to have that text within that, I, th- I just thought that was genius with the with the theme of the concert. So it's it's teach me teach me how to find like Glenn was Gwen was talking about find the beauty in life find the things that are are extra special as far as meaning and depth things that keep me putting one foot in front of the other. Linda, you conducted that song. So what techniques uh, did you use to do that? Um, well, there's um, the voices, the a cappella part, which you just heard, and then the organ comes in, and then it starts out very softly, so we would start very small, and then the organ comes in, and then it builds, and it builds, and it builds to the point where, you know, it's just an exuberant with this, this wonderful joy of life. So conducting would, is so much fun because you get to be small, you get to grow, and then finally you get to let all the passions out. <laughs> wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> Daniel, you are an accompanist uh, for the Susquehanna Chorale. Talk to me a little bit about where your passion for music began. I grew up in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania in the Presbyterian Church, and I studied with Helen Wagner, the organist there. And... Um, <clears throat> All throughout high school, I, I played for choirs and even got to fill in when my teacher wasn't there, and I got to direct my high school choir. And then I went to Messiah College with Linda, and she was my director and mentor and studied with voice and conducting with her. And uh, they needed a, an accompanist to fill in for a couple rehearsals while I was in college. And uh, so Linda asked me to, to come on a Monday night and play for rehearsal, and that became more and more frequent to the point where she said, would you be willing, willing to be our full-time accompanist? And I've been with them for 11 years, and it's been an absolute thrill in my life. You play the piano and the organ. So talk to me a little bit about the difference between the two and the emotions that each may evoke. Sure. So the piano is all about your touch, and you can be soft and loud and dig into the keyboard and, and, and make the piano kind of growl in a way. The organ, you can hit the keys as hard as you want. They won't make any difference because you, they're not expressive. It's pipes that speak with air, and you can put the pipes in a room and put shades over them to make them softer and louder. And so you have to treat the organ more as an orchestra and add stop by stop to get louder and louder. And in Come Thou Fount, for example, uh, we start with a soft flute, and we build to almost full organ at the end with the choir. Wow. As an accompanist, do you feel just as connected to the singers within the Susquehanna Chorale and the music that is sung? Absolutely. And it's my job to support them and give them encouragement with phrasing and dynamics. And I get all of that from Linda. She gives me every cue I could ever need. 
and it all starts with every prep that she brings us in. Uh, with her prep, I will know exactly how that phrase will go, and that just is a testament to her conducting and her artistry. So why does the Susquehanna Chorale stand out to you, and what is it about uh, their work that made you want to be a part of it? Their level of excellence is nourishment musically for me. Um, in college, I was blessed to, to play for Linda with a concert choir, and chorale was a whole nother level of expectation. I had to practice every little note, every little phrase, and it requires me to uh, refine my skills and be the best musician I could be as an accompanist for them. Linda, many may think the Susquehanna Chorale is just a popular choir in the region, but your vocal ensemble is committing, committed to doing other work within the community. Um, like you mentioned earlier before the break, outreach programs. So tell me a little bit about those. Well, um, early on in the history of the chorale, um, of course, America made us know, aware of the fact that school programs in the music and the arts were being cut. And they tried to impress on us independent choirs that, if at all possible, it would be our responsibility to reach out to young singers and provide opportunities for them to work in a, a choral situation where they would grow. And I latched onto that, started with the high school choir, then the children's choir, and then we added a young women's choir, and then finally a preparatory choir for kids in grades three and four. And I feel like this is, this is an incredibly important part of what we do. Um, the main thing that we do is, is to provide wonderful performances to the community and, and to share the choral art. But this education for young singers where we present the same caliber of rehearsals, focused rehearsals, um, wonderful repertoire. You know, it, it's, not, it's not music that is just pure entertainment, um, but it's music that the kids can really sink their teeth into. And the kids come from all over. Um, they have to audition. Uh, there is a membership fee. And we rehearse. They rehearse in the fall only, but they're surrounded by by other students who are committed to the choral art, kind of like a, a regional or a district chorus. But this is small and intimate. What kind of impact has that program uh, uh, made on the kids? Oh, it's been incredible. The stories that you know, people who come back. We have um, one singer who was uh, the Beast and Beauty and the Beast with Disney in Japan. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, I know. Wow. We have uh, one young woman who's an opera singer in Germany. We have many, many of our, our singers have gone on to be music teachers, uh, performers, and patrons for the arts. So tell me a little bit about your upcoming spring concert. Okay. It's called Songs for the Journey. And like I said before, uh, the, the artwork is a cairn. So if you think of each stone that's piled on top of another, it's a milestone in our lives. And I started out with um, Pilgrim's Hymn. Well, Antiphon is first with a glorious organ part. It's let all the world in every corner sing my God and King. Then we have the Pilgrim's Hymn. And then we move into more 
more milestones in our faith. So it's the crucifixion. And we are doing Crucifixus by Lotti, which is from the Renaissance, contrasting with Indodana, which is from Africa. Um, But both very gripping, but in totally different ways. And then some traditional hymns. And then we move on to love songs. Um, My Love is Like a Red, Red Rose by uh, Robert Burns, that poem. And then by Billy Joel, Good Night, My Angel, where, where he's singing to his child. And the child is saying, what happens after we die? And then he responds to that. And then we're also doing a piece that's brand new um, within the na- last year, uh, written by William Stoneman from Messiah College. It's called Cardinalis Nobis Pacem. And it's about cardinals bringing us peace. And he wrote it for his his mother, uh, and his father, his father has died, but it's a conversation between his mother and his father and about their love, and it's absolutely beautiful. Then we move on to some fo- folk songs. We have a fiddle and a cello coming to help us out, um, w- including Skip to My Lou, so that'll be foot stomping and hand clapping. And then we end with some spirituals, uh, Deep River, Motherless Child, which was written by my mentor, Robert Page, who, and I just hold a special place. And we end with I'll Be On My Way by Sean Kirchner, again with the fiddle, and it's, again, foot stomping, and I'm gone on my way to a better place. So what's the process like of, you know, putting this together? (laughs) (laughs) How long did you have to put all all of this together here? (laughs) It takes forever. Oh, gosh. Painstaking. Actually, I'm working right now on next year's repertoire. And I start out with, you know, piles of music all around me of pieces that I really like. And then I try to find something to build the program around. And then it's like, you know, you whittle it down, like, well, this piece doesn't work, or this one is do, does work. And then eventually, after a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I come up with a program. Fascinating. <laughs> so what do you hope people take away from this concert and the work that the Susquehanna Chorale uh, does as a whole? With this concert, I hope people come away with um, being re- the the idea of being reinforced that that life has meaning and that we have meaning, and there are important steps along the way. There's, as Gwen said, there's joy, there's sorrow, um, but there is hope. And these pieces, all of my programs, I want the audience to know that there are good things in life and that there is hope. And when you walk out the door, I want you to feel better about life and about yourself. So hopefully that's that's what this will do. So if interested, how can people get more information about the concert? Well, ticket information is available on our website, susquehannacorral.org. And the concerts are Friday, May 12th at Dairy Presbyterian Church in Hershey, Saturday, May 13th at Market Square Presbyterian Church in Harrisburg, and Sunday, May 14th at the High Center at Messiah College. We've been speaking with Linda Tetford, founder and artistic director for the Susquehanna Chorale, Gwen Lehman, singer in the Susquehanna Chorale, and Daniel Doherty, accompanist for the Susquehanna Chorale. Thank you all so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.